everybody and welcome back to You Can't Win. This is Tom here and I'm joined by Don as usual. Today we're going to be talking about housing and living spaces and your environment that you live in and that kind of thing. I've been looking for a new apartment to move to so that's kind of been on my mind uh, weighing like what do I want and what am I willing to compromise on and how much do I want to pay and all that kind of stuff. Where do I want to live? All that good stuff. And uh, Don's had some ideas about that, too. He was telling me about that just before we started recording. So we thought that would make for a good episode. And then uh, we're hoping to dig into some more questions to make up for the last couple episodes that we uh, we ran out of time and didn't get to do questions on. So I think we're mainly actually going to look at the Discord questions this time. But, uh, yeah, we will get back to doing the regular Curious Cat questions as soon as we get some decent ones. Uh, all right. So, so, yeah. So housing and, uh, whatnot, like I said, I've been looking for an apartment and stuff and I think we found a good one today. Actually, that's what I've been doing most of today. And, uh, the thing about it, it kind of hits all of the things that, uh, tabs and I like and want in an apartment in that location is, is good. The it's on a top floor. We kind of like being at least above the first floor and a third floor is, preferable just for like light and security and you know potential like rodents and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah nice big kitchen that's a big thing for us cooking and, and all that decent size bedrooms i mean really they're quite large bedrooms uh yeah yeah i mean every, everything just looked really good it didn't have anything that we were really too concerned about except that it's sort of right at the top of the budget that we are willing to pay yeah so you know, I, I've kind of been saying that, like, I, I'm willing to compromise quite a bit in order to get a good deal. Like, if, if it's more towards the lower end of the budget, it doesn't really have to be all that spectacular. I'm perfectly happy to, you know, kind of make more money as a result of that. But if it's if it's really, like, the perfect spot, like, if it really checks every box, like this place kind of seems to, then I'm, I'm happy to pay a little bit more, you know, and I feel like getting value out of the place itself is, is worth it versus Mm -hmm. you know just having that extra cash so yeah that's kind of one thing that uh that i've been thinking about is how much do i value just having money for anything else uh versus like having a decent living space and what do i actually like in a living space like what's important to me yeah i mean and you were telling me that you know it does seem to be i mean it's it's towards the upper end of your budget but that's still a good it's still pretty low comparatively to, uh, in terms of like your budget compared to what a lot of people pay, you know, like a lot of people oh, yeah. Yeah. have to stretch their budget a lot just to be able to pay the bills at all. And a lot of people right now are way behind on rent and stuff. And so even just being able to be on top of it and, you know, probably have savings and stuff on top of that, whatever, I think you'll be in a good position. And, uh, so, which is good. I don't know. I mean, just to it's good for being able to plan like that over the next few years at least you know and see how things go yeah i mean i've been pretty spoiled the last it's been like five years or so with the price of rent at the place i'm currently living at it's been way under market so it just feels like a much bigger jump than sure you know than it would otherwise uh so it's kind of like paying what everyone else is paying now just feels like a big jump so yeah Yeah. that's the kind of the thing and uh we're moving because like this building is 
acquiring like there's a new ownership coming in and so they're going to raise the rent anyway so it's it's really not even that much more than we would otherwise be paying so it's you know it's sort of like might as well pay a little little bit more like it's really not even much more to just have like a place that we really really like yeah yeah i kind of feel like it the the quality of the place is sort of in a tier above what we would be able to afford but it's sort of the price of it is right at the bottom it's sort of like borderline so it's affordable enough and, and the quality is enough that it sort of makes it uh, worthwhile mm-hmm. um does it have air conditioning yeah air conditioning central heat nice big windows uh, they look like good kind of like they good good windows like sometimes you see some of these places and it's like when it gets cold that's not gonna help it's just gonna be drafty yeah you know but yeah did you have did you have air growing up like in places like india and thailand in that uh or? yeah i yeah I, I i know we did in thailand um india we moved we lived in a couple different places i think i think we had air in all of them mm-hmm. possibly not yeah yeah i'm pretty sure we had air in all of them turkey and italy i don't remember as much i don't remember specifically about air conditioning in sure. those places yeah because i i uh my parents got like a heat pump whatever a few years ago um which is like connected to basically so that it can it has like an air conditioning thing on it basically like a cooling thing and until that like until a few years ago when they got that it was just after a certain point especially once i started to gain weight and stuff like i just could not function at all during the summer like i just couldn't do anything basically i would just felt like you know, just laying on the bed, like sweating and, yeah. uh, um, felt so bad. And, uh, so now it's, it's almost funny how completely different it is. Now it's like the temperature outside is almost, I don't know. It doesn't really matter what it is. Cause it's just the same inside most of the year. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which has actually been a lot better for my health. I, uh, I went to, um, you know, a few times I've moved out and, None of the places that I, ha- I lived, well, maybe one or two, but most of them that I lived, especially alone, had no air conditioning whatsoever. And it was just, again, it would be like, I would just shut down in the summer. So it was probably, I don't know, in retrospect, that's probably something that I'm going to have to, you know, for the future. I mean, like, I'm going to have to get, make sure that that's part of the deal or else it just, it's going to be crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like, uh, kind of uh, assumed almost as long as you're not like really scraping the bottom of the barrel here in Chicago that you'll get air conditioning although I think every place I've lived in like since I've moved out on my own every place I've lived in before this one when I moved in with tabs uh, I think did not have air conditioning and mm-hmm. I mean I, I have lived in some pretty like bad sort of like they're not like horrible but they were obviously like just what's the cheapest thing available that works in terms of like the location sure and uh i never really had a problem with it but tabs had a has a little bit higher standards than that so when we found this place (laughs) uh it kind of made me appreciate the fact that she was a little more discerning about things like that and i was like oh yeah this is worth it this is worth paying a little bit more so i think i have a little bit of like just being really broke for for so long that it's just like it makes no sense to pay any more than you absolutely need to like just to have a place to shove a bed and like you know 
paying more than that is just ridiculous. That was kind of like my, my attitude, not necessarily like a conscious attitude, but that's just like my automatic, like metric, you know? Yeah. And, um, now I have a little bit more money to play with and stuff. So it's kind of like, I can aim a little bit higher than that and like, think about what do I actually like in a, in a living space, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I had two, like two different places I lived in Montreal, one for a few years and then the other for about a year and a bit. But, uh, um, the first one that I lived in was like a bachelor apartment, basically like a studio apartment. And, uh, it had this weird thing where it had like a little loft above the kitchen where it, you know, like a kitchenette, whatever they, they had like this little loft area that was for storage, but theoretically it was for a bed. So for some reason <laughs> yeah. I put my mattress up there and, uh, I, you know, it could only be the mattress, you know, not, you couldn't have a box spring underneath it because the total space between the bed and the ceiling was maybe the total space, including the mattress was maybe about three feet or two feet or something like that. Like it was just, you could put your like arm up a bit, but like, you know, it was like almost like a coffin kind of area. Do you know what I mean? It was very strange. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I would sleep there and it that was not, you know, that's not good for your mental health. I don't, you could be like at the top of your game on everything. And, uh, if you live in a place like that, you're just like in the little thing that you're not going to be happy. So then the rest of it, you know, I had like a little couch and stuff and I don't know, I really liked that apartment, but, um, it did have a lot of problems. Like it was above like restaurants. Um, so it didn't have air conditioning. Right. So I had the window open the whole time in the summer, just like, just I would never close it because it backed on to like the restaurant area kind of thing. So there was no like, uh, like people couldn't really see in kind of thing. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but because there was like a Chinese restaurant underneath me. Dogs and, barking all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. But, uh, um, it, uh, it would just be pouring out this, uh, smoke from that was like fried meat yeah. smell. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then it was so funny at night. Uh, sometimes there was like a Russian banquet hall kind of thing, just a small one, but like underneath me. And uh, so every weekend, it seemed like they were closed all the time except for Saturday nights. I don't know. That might just be a standard okay. banquet well, hall thing. I don't know. Sense. But like, and then, uh, but that night they would put on this like CD that was just like a, or like it sounded like maybe, maybe it was live music or something like that, but it was like, it was like a very standardized, like it, it, anyway, it was the same thing basically every time. And, uh, it, you know, until late at night, just so loud that it felt like my whole apartment was shaking kind of thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. the final song was always Kalinka like that, that, I don't know if you know that song, but anyways, it's a, anyways, it's just super, super loud and like everyone dancing so loud and stuff. And it was, I don't know, it was just kind of funny. Cause I was just there being like, uh, <laughs> what's going on? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the problem with that place, the, the, the reason I ended up moving out was because they got someone uh, next door to me brought like a couch off the street and uh, it had bed bugs in it. So yeah, I, I remember this and uh, <laughs> I remember it was not good. That. Yeah. It was not good. Um, they and, like blamed you, right? They were saying like, yeah. you did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They blamed me. They said that like, uh, I, I did it somehow. And I was like, I got really angry about that. Cause it just, uh, 
they they tried to make it sound like uh, I was at fault and somehow I would have to like pay or something like you know what I mean they try to make it look like I don't know but uh, yeah I don't know and so that's not good they they also did stuff like uh, they had like this they had this like water pipe kind of system in there for heating like a radiator mm-hmm. system but that was like old and didn't really work like there was no there was no like on switch or anything in my room to be able to control it whatever but one day i like went home for a weekend and i came back and they had come into the apartment and ripped out the pipe oh wow and it must have been an emergency thing or something because uh it was somebody needed some crack money i guess yeah well like they were doing like major repairs or something and yeah there was a hole in the ground in in the in the room like down to where the restaurant was or wherever like and uh <laughs> and uh they had moved everything in my apartment away from the pipe basically like like moved all the bookcases and tvs and stuff and whatever like away from it and uh with no no notice or no anything so it must have just been like you know and uh, i was like okay well whatever i don't know like i was already planning on moving out i think at that point so i was just kind of but uh I don't so know. there was like a hole. Could you like see into the kitchen and like I couldn't. Order I couldn't see. And... I think it was like, I think it was like a blocked off. Maybe they like put something down there. So I don't think I could oh. see all the way down. But like, a, it was like you know just a just an open hole at the top, top of the ceiling and, and at the bottom. So it would have been cool if they could like hand you up some noodles and stuff. Like just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give them twenty bucks. And stuff. Yeah, that was yeah. the funny thing about having restaurants right down there because. Uh, there was like a, one of the places that moved in was a Korean street food place. And mm-hmm. uh, they just had this like deep fryer, basically. It was, I don't even know, like a third or half of the size of like a convenience store or something. It was just like a tiny, tiny place. And they had, uh, they would just do like fried hot dogs and stuff like that kind of thing, like all different and uh, poutine and stuff and I don't know. It, it wasn't the healthiest place to live above. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. 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 There's some cool yeah. spots in the area around that apartment we were looking at. It's kind of a eclectic mix of things that kind of suit us in mm-hmm. terms of food. Yeah, that was the best part about living in a city, I think. I, I live in a sort of semi-rural area now, so uh, there's not like a lot of different like restaurants like uh there are like there you know there's a few of each sort of like type kind of thing but like it's not that great for you know like i i mean especially just the distance like it's it's too far to order takeout for most things like so i really miss being able to get like a big bundle of uh indian food and uh easily mm-hmm. so i'll have to i don't know i'm looking forward to once um the thousand year quarantine ends maybe getting you know going to the city or something and getting some food so yeah 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 i like living in the city mm-hmm. i don't you know it's, it's all the same to me it's all just another place for inside to be you know sure yeah well i'm i'm kind of worried about as i said there's like a bunch of little things that like are almost like that would be very very difficult for me to handle i think at this point kind of thing like especially because I've been sort of spoiled by being able to live out in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. It's like, you know, I, if, if I had like loud neighbors that were like fighting all the time or something like that, that'd probably really bother me. Or like if I had like uh, bugs or heat or something, you know, like I just, I don't know. So it's like, 
that's that's part of the problem of looking at different prices for places and stuff is because mm. you're kind of like you know the the stuff that's like the lower end of the market is stuff that's just gonna be like terrible you know like just yeah especially like in toronto just like it'd just be like a joke it'd be like out in the middle of nowhere already like in a you know like a bad part of the city basically uh for prices and whatever you know like just anything that will be yeah, so it's it's kind of hard to know what the actual price of like a place that I thought would be decent would be, you know. So I was yeah, especially at, yeah. for you guys, you know, like yeah, it's really crazy for Canadians right now. Yeah, yeah. I w- I was saying to this this to you earlier, but like I saw like a one bedroom apartment condo went for seven hundred thirty thousand dollars Canadian, so about like five hundred and fifty thousand American or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's the kind of you know, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, or more. And but, that could uh, get you a really nice condo in downtown Chicago right now. Like, yeah, they, they are having trouble moving, you know, moving units down there, I guess, because uh, they have the, a lot of laws around like the owner has to live in the unit. So it keeps mm-hmm. investors out. And uh, with, with COVID and everything, there's less desire to live downtown because everyone can just work from home. Yeah. So there's just a ton of stuff on the market that's like they're just desperate to sell. So five hundred thousand would get you a nice place right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I uh, that's the thing is that for for me in my situation now, I'm just you know plugging away, saving up some money, and uh, I feel like hopefully something will kind of break in my direction or something like that for that because like uh, right now there's no way that I could ever really you know i'm not going to get a mortgage that's that's just the you know it's just not it wouldn't work kind of thing in my situation but like maybe down the road if i have some savings already and then i i get a higher paying job or something like that then i'll be able to you know i'll be in a much better position than to be ready for that or something so i don't have to spend a bunch of years savings or something like that so um that's kind of the hope and you know because it's hard because you don't want to just you don't want to have to say like, well, I could dip into savings and use that to subsidize rent for a year or something like that. You know, like it's yeah. not, it's not, you have to kind of, you have to kind of have the cash flow to be able to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. I kind of worked out like the, the money that I have been paying towards student loans, like, like I've said before, I've been saving that through the whole quarantine thing as, as they've been frozen um, mm-hmm. with the idea that I would pay that off whenever they unfreeze it um, or they, you know, if they cancel it, then that's just money in my pocket. But um, I'm pretty close to being able to pay that off with the savings. And I hoping to make some money uh, on the crypto market. I put my stimulus check into crypto. So I'm hoping that kind of at least doubles that. Mm -hmm. And between that and the savings should be able to pay off almost all of those uh, debts, if not all of it. So that kind of enables me to maintain the same budget that I've been doing, you know, that I've been living with here at the current place. If I just move the money that I put away a month, every month towards student loans, if I just put that into rent, then I'm, I kind of am doing the same. Like it's essentially making up the difference. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be too onerous on on, uh, on my budget or anything, but, it, you know, it, it's one of those things like rent has gone up. 
it's just kind of a fact of life and I got a good deal and I should think about it more like had a good deal for a while rather than like this is what I should set my standards to for the future, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you were you were saying like you were talking about all these like you know, the loud banquet hall and all that kind of stuff. Is uh is like noise a, a big thing for you in a place? Um like that bothers you? See, it doesn't it doesn't bother me uh as long as there's as long as it's not like uh specific to people talking sort of near me or whatever kind of thing, you know? Like like if mm-hmm. I Sometimes if I have like a apartment where I can hear the people next door or if, I, if or if I have roommates or anything like that, but like uh, I end up feeling like paralyzed, like I can't move much kind of thing, you know, like I feel like I can't do anything because I, I can hear them and they can hear me or something. Um, that, that, that just is a problem. But like uh, if it's like a generic sort of noise, like just something out on the street or whatever that doesn't. Like cars generally... driving on yeah. a busy street, that kind like of thing. I, I actually got really used to in Montreal because of that like fan that was back there. It was like a loud hum that was just all day. I got really used to that as like a noise that was like around me. And that was actually quite pleasant to me. I don't know. I really liked that. But I mean, there were, there were loud noises that at that apartment that just weren't, you know, connected to anything like, uh, out, out in the hallway, there was like a big fight once between this guy and this girl. Like they just, like, I don't even know if it was like, I don't know if it was like a physical kind of fight, but he was more just kind of slamming himself against the my door and uh, just like screaming. And uh, there's stuff like that that just, that happens if you're like in a low income kind of apartment kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like you just, there's always going to be people fighting around and screaming and stuff. And I don't know. So that's not good to have if you're already anxious and stuff. But like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the places I lived um, in Ontario the guy, like, I'm pretty sure he was, like, a drug dealer, which is, whatever, that's that's fine. But, like, I sometimes there would be this, like, terrible chemical smell. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I assumed it was, like, some sort of drug. I don't know. I'm not, like, a drug expert. So I assumed it was some sort of drug. And uh, just didn't, I don't know, it just, the smell was so bad. It was, like, this almost burnt plastic smell or something. And I was, like, don't really, I don't know. I don't know. I just felt it, you know, you, you start to feel like just, it's like you're living in a sleazy place or something kind of thing, you know, that, that place also had squirrels in the walls, like just, just in the walls, there was like an abandoned apartment next door, like an abandoned building. And, uh, mm-hmm. there was like just animals you could hear next door. And I guess they couldn't really do much about that. Cause it's like the next building or whatever, but like, I don't know, just stuff like that. Or one of the bedrooms was, basically backed on to the bathroom of another place so as i was sleeping you would just hear people going to the washroom right like almost beside your head kind of thing <laughs> very, very very strange stuff like that it's just like i, I don't know it's just it, that's the kind of stuff that just happens when it's like just the lower end of the apartments kind of thing it's like it's stuff that like you would have noticed if like you knew to look for it and someone was helping you kind of pick out the apartment and like, and you had money to say no kind of thing didn't pick something a lot better or something than, but yeah, like, yeah, exactly. just a, that's the thing that I would get stuck in those kind of situations where, and it was usually because I looked at a lot of other ones that were just not good. Um, and then those ones seemed fine. So I usually had some benefit to them that I liked and, uh, I don't know. So, um, yeah, I yeah. don't know. 
it's it's funny i i think i've lived in places maybe not quite as bad as that but you know comparably pretty bad mm-hmm. but i'm just so oblivious to stuff like that like as long as it doesn't even have to like necessarily be like safe in a uh like you know like would you evaluate it as a safe place it's more like if nothing bad happens to me i just don't you know it doesn't bother me like until something bad happens to me it's safe kind of a thing and you know nothing i've never gotten robbed or any you know anything crazy like that has ever happened and uh yeah i, I guess i i just don't even remember like i don't have stories like that because i've just been oblivious to it but like yeah, I, yeah. I know that some of these places have been pretty bad just from other people's reactions like holy hell you live like this kind of a thing yeah 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 but um yeah so it, it kind of it creates like a sort of hump to get over kind of thing in terms of you, you, I don't want to just move out back into somewhere, somewhere like that, you know? So, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's kind of, um, yeah. So I, I'm kind of, I'm, that's why I'm kind of happy with where I'm at now for now. So, yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I was just asking about noise, uh, because I never really, uh, considered it until, this place and it's not like this is a noisy place or anything but there's a garbage truck that comes by at like four in the morning and that has a tendency to wake me up because it like does these loud beeps and stuff Mm -hmm. and that just kind of made me i have such a weird list of like things for the next apartment that like i can think of like tabs is really the brains behind this whole operation i'm like can i fit my bed and my desk in there does it uh have laundry in the unit or mm-hmm. the building, those are, you know, the, is there a grocery store nearby? Like anything that I can walk to that I know that I'll need to go to regularly, that's important. And then yeah. like, is there a garbage truck at 4 a.m. outside the window? Like, that's my <laughs> yeah, list yeah, yeah. Of, of things to think about. Sure. Well, there's also that like warehouse kind of thing where there's like a lot of noises. Like it's like a repetitive noise thing. Oh, right. Yeah, it's like some kind of, uh, yeah, like a warehouse, but it is a some sort of wholesale store, retail. I don't know. I never see people actually shopping there, but there's constant deliveries and stuff. It seems yeah. kind of shady. There's a lot of shady businesses around this area that it's mm-hmm. like, what is this a front for exactly? Um, yeah. But yeah, never, I, don't, it, I don't know. It never bothered me, but that's just the one, one of the things I noticed uh whenever i stay at your place it's just that it's got this weird kind of announcement system or something that's going <laughs> yeah, on yeah it's so. a little bit of like a north korean prison camp vibe like <laughs> yeah. asian lady just spe- like coming on the pa and like announcing something and then like she always has trouble hanging up the phone like the phone that she's using to do it so there's always like this <laughs> as she's trying to put the phone back yeah, yeah. every single time yeah i don't know what's wrong with her phone yeah, I don't know. Kind of, it's part of the charm of the place, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I hope we get this place. We we just applied, so we're just kind of like fingers crossed, hoping we get it. Um, I'm really liking the idea of like having nice big rooms with lots of light. That kind of felt very good to be in, in that kind of space. We're in a very small place now, and the light isn't great, so mm-hmm. it just felt like a huge improvement. And, um, it's one of those things that like, once you live there for like, even just a couple of weeks, you get used to it and you don't think about it very much, but I don't know. I think it matters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. 
having a nice big kitchen with like a room for like a dining area. Like we don't have a dining room at all. Like we have a tiny little living room with a coffee table and that's where we eat. And we've been doing that for years. So it'll be nice to like eat like good Western people on a table, not on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So like I said, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Prayers up. You can't win fans. You got to, got to send us your prayers and your good vibes and all your whatever you do <laughs> sure yeah i don't know i guess the other thing to th- that uh i guess i'll be thinking about is like i haven't really decorated this place my room is just like blank walls mostly yeah and i think i'm gonna try and change that up and uh and put something on the wall so like one idea i had was to have like a map of a country that I've either lived in or been to or I, that I'm interested in or something like that. And then like a picture that represents that place. So like mm-hmm. once I have Finland, like I'd have a map of Finland, then next to it, like a map of or a picture of like the woods or, you know, maybe my grandparents house in Finland or something and just kind of like have that be like a little theme, like a bunch of those different things like India, Turkey, all these different places I've lived. Yeah, that's nice. I don't know. I um, thought that seemed pretty good. Like, it's a little bit... You got to do everything framed. Once you hit a certain age, you can't you can't do, like, unframed posters and stuff like that. You know, you just got to... You got to hit a... Strike the right balance. Like, it can't be too old or, or old-fashioned or whatever. Or, or too, like, uh, too fancy. You know what I mean? It's... Yeah. Not only doesn't feel right, it's just really expensive. But you also, mm-hmm. I don't know, you can't have a bunch of, like, fight club posters and stuff, you know? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you looked into where you'd be able to get that kind of thing, you know? or No, um, no. It's just, like, an idea I had. I haven't really looked into it. I know, framing stuff, I know, costs a little bit, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was getting some stuff, too, over the next while. You know, anything that I can get that is, like, something I can probably take with me to a new place down the road that I can kind of have around for a long period of time, you know? Yeah. Uh, is something that I'm willing to buy now out of current kind of money because it seems like an investment thing, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why I've gotten a lot of, like, little electronic stuff because it's, like, stuff that, you know... Like, if I have, like, a backup hard drive, I can have that for, like, five, ten years or something. You know what I mean? Like, for at least a while. So, um, stuff like that. Like, so it's not it's not something like uh, clothes that will, you know, I don't know if what I'll be wearing in a few years or something. But it's, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's stuff like, it's more stuff like small pieces of furniture or something I could take with me or something. So, that's what the kind of thing yeah, sure. I'm looking to buy over the next few months. So. Yeah. Yeah, my I've been locked into that kind of thinking about like stuff to purchase for like my whole life basically. I always just thought about like the only thing I should spend money on is something that is like somehow an investment. Even mm-hmm. if it's like, you know, an investment in my entertainment or something like I'm buying uh some computer thing or whatever, you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's 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 never things like, oh, that just would look nice on the wall. There's always this calculation of like that adds no value to my life. It's just a thing that hangs on the wall. What's the point of that? Like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't buy it. Even though I like 
might like it. Like I might think it looks nice. I'm not like completely autistic, but there's still like this, uh, this uh, metric that where it's like it doesn't sure. actually add value it's just a thing that hangs there so no point spending money on it yeah so trying to break out of that i did yeah, in sure. um it, when i was in seattle i actually i did get something framed just like almost just to force myself to like do it to to uh break out of that a little bit and now i don't like it i don't like how it looks so i like don't hang it up but i think that was a good move so um mm-hmm. kind of need to just do that again i guess yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, uh, I'll have to, I'll have to look around a lot because I'm not sure what I would want years from now kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe I'll just get something that's nice. I don't know. And see how it works. I don't know. You know, I, right now I feel like my place, I mean like my room is just, uh, I have like my master's degree up and my Mao poster up basically my Mao <laughs> cut out thing that I got in China. So the duality um, and then, of dawn. Yeah, and that's about it, and not much else, because um, it, it feels like a still like not in my room kind of thing. It's like a spare room, so I don't know. It'd be nice to, you know, if I'm gonna be here for a few more months at least, and just you know, start to, I don't know, just make it my own a bit more. Yeah. So the way I, I've been able to kind of justify things like that is uh, it's still sort of following that weird like calculation of like does this add value to my life kind of a thing but you can kind of look at it in a instead of thinking about it in this extreme long-term thing where it's like from now until i die is this a useful purchase you can think about it in terms of like well how much does it cost and then like what's a reasonable time frame so like if you're gonna stay there for a year or, or two years or whatever you, you think about like, okay, so if I only have this for two years, then I'm paying this much per month to have that <laughs> sure. thing or whatever. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. That helps yeah. me out. Maybe that, maybe that's still weird or whatever, but <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh, have you ever, uh, I don't know. I, so I guess you've never really gotten into like decorating your place much, huh? Like that. It's just really. something that's very alien to me. I have to kind of learn how to do it. I, I, I guess I do like tabs, uh, tabs taste though she does a good job with stuff lots of um lots of like kind of traditional patterns like uh lithuanian and stuff like that and flowers and pictures of nature and stuff i don't know i like that stuff mm-hmm. no i mean i have had bizarre periods where i would just put up a bunch of mao posters and stuff like that like just a dozen stalin mao lenin ones all over the place and stuff i, I don't know probably not going to do that moving forward but um <laughs> i don't know and then uh, I had a Quebec flag for a while. Maybe I would get another one of those. I don't know. It's just nice to have. Um, nothing wrong with that. Nothing Scottish flag or something. Anything like lo- location based. I feel like that's a safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> anything that expresses personality to me feels cringe. Like if it <laughs> belies something about me. It's yeah. Like, oh, this is this is gay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, but if it's just like this is a country. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, that's fair. <laughs> oh, you called Quebec a country. You're on our side. Yeah. <laughs> Quebec is a country is my new Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. uh, all right, so should we... Uh, I know it's a little early, but maybe we can dive into questions here. Sure. Yeah, I think so. All right. Okay, so yeah, let's get into the questions. Uh, Born to Ready. Uh, so yeah, once again, this is from our discord we're doing some discord questions this time because there's a little bit of a backlog there and uh quality on the curious cat questions lately has been 
uh, iffy. So we're we're doing Discord this time. Um, all right, Born to Ready says, is the anti-circumcision movement a form of anti-Semitism or Islamophobia? Uh, I think it, it kind of goes along with a lot of these things where it certainly has elements of that, like people who are interested in that kind of stuff find find the motivation and energy to get involved with something like anti-circumcision and, and whatnot. But I don't, I don't necessarily think, you know, every person that's interested in this kind of stuff is like that. Like I know people on online who are, have strong opinions about this for whatever reason. And uh, I, I don't think it's born out of like anti-Semitism or Islamophobia. Although I do think it kind of influences a, a negative opinion about those religions. If, if that's how you feel about circumcision and you don't otherwise really care either way, then that's going to kind of push you to have a slightly more negative opinion than you would otherwise. Yeah. Um, I think that it's probably the case that I, I think like a law against it would be like, so that that's the thing is that there's people that will say, I don't, I don't really care as much about the actual movement itself. Like as like the people that will put on shirts that are like, you know, and stand on the street corner kind of people, you know, but like the people that are just be like, it is crazy. We shouldn't allow this or something like that. You know, I, I really, I think that is a interesting sort of case study of, I don't think it should be illegal. And I think that if it was made illegal, that would be a form of anti-Semitism or something like that. You know, like, it, you know what I mean? Like if, if it if it was pushed into that direction, I think that it would be you, you if it's if it's such a central part of certain religions kind of thing, and then you make it illegal. That that seems not good to me. I don't know. Well, so. okay. Here here's the flip side to that. Imagine the kinds of protests you could do to like protest against those laws. If people are banning circumcision, you could like get all your boys circumcised and you just start lobbing foreskins at politicians and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, pretty, that's grody. <laughs> <laughs> Got to look on the bright side, you know. Sure. I honestly, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily see that as Islamophobic. Like, I can't speak for the anti-Semitism, but just being a Muslim, I wouldn't necessarily feel like that's an attack on Islam. Unless, like, it all depends on the context, right? Sure. Like, if uh, if like the far right in France or whatever be- takes over the government, and then they start the first thing is like banning halal meat and banning circumcision it was like yeah that seems like they're kind of targeting something there but if it's just like out of some kind of weird sex positive thing that a lot of this seems to be from then it's just you know goofy stuff yeah <laughs> you know? i don't think it necessarily means they hate like jews and muslims it's just that you know it's just the, the way things are going these days that everything is like focused on that stuff so mm-hmm I don't know. Sure. I do think it's weird. Like, I think it, if you have strong opinions either way, I think it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. The arguments all seem really specious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll give that a second of silence to let people blow their lids and then move <laughs> on to the next one here. Uh, this is again from Born to Ready. Is Tom going to get back to MTG when they drop the new Kaldheim set? So this was asked a while ago. Uh, that set's been out now for a little bit. Uh, they're talking about Magic the Gathering here, and this was a uh, kind of like a snow Viking Skyrim-y kind of uh, themed set, which kind of seemed, I don't know, that it, Magic is always kind of cringe and stuff in terms of the themes and, and all that, but this one kind of seemed a little bit more up my alley than usual. 
I didn't get into it. It's just not in the mood. I don't know. I'll I'll get back into magic at some point, I guess. Mm-hmm. You've been playing that Slay the Spire now, I guess. Oh yeah, still still playing Slay the Spire all the time, watching my Austrian streamer. Mm-hmm. He, he puts up a video every day. He had a cold recently, and he sounded especially Austrian when he had the cold. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Grevling is asking the next question here. Do you get your foreskin back in heaven? Ah, that's an interesting question. I don't know what people have said about this. I know it's considered part of the fitra in Islam to be circumcised, so that's why Muslims do it. And so what that means is that it's like part of the the natural disposition of of humanity. It doesn't mean that like people are naturally born without them. It means that it's it's a kind of almost intuitive thing for people to do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly how that's argued because clearly that's not the the case like when you look around and you know it's it's the abrahamic religions that really do this i think i don't Mm -hmm. know if other religions do so i'm not sure if that means it in in heaven that you do or i don't know maybe you get a choice you get to choose how much foreskin you have (laughs) yeah it's Um, like cyberpunk you get to choose the length of it (laughs) sure i don't know i uh yeah i'm not sure uh this kind of stuff is always a bit funny to me. I don't know. I, I always feel like uh, I have like a nerdy Christopher Nolan style view of heaven or something like that. Like it's a, some like time warp, fourth dimensional, eternity yeah, confusing yeah. thing or something. I don't really think of it as like you just pop into like you check in into like a hotel basically and you're like, I'm in heaven. Right. So that's always struck me as funny. The idea of like. Yeah, it's just a, a place. Like, it's just yeah. like uh, you take a plane and you get there. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like it's probably different than that. But it, yeah. maybe it doesn't feel that different once you're actually like, I don't know. It's, I'm not it's, sure. It's hard so, to imagine. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's funny. David Cross is a bit once where he reads about like what heaven's going to be like from like an article in like some newspaper or something. And it's like the you know, the streets will be paved with gold kind of stuff, but like really, really in detail about like what your job will be like and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. That's whatever I think of when people start giving really specific ideas of heaven. It's like, I don't know. Then again, I've yeah. never read Dante, so I don't, you know, maybe once I read Dante, I'll be like, okay. You don't have to read Dante. He cribbed it all from Ibn Sina. Sure. Um, did uh, Thomas Aquinas ever talk about, like I know he had some stuff about like, do people poop in heaven and that kind of stuff? I know he's talked about things like that. So I imagine he seems like the kind of guy that would go into detail about foreskins. I'm not sure. No. All right. All right. Well, enough with the foreskin talk. Uh, Born to Ready has another question. How does Don feel about being totally correct about the age of mods? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do feel like we're in the age of mods now for sure. It's not, you know, I, I warned of it for many years, but it's... Uh, it finally came and uh, I don't know how we're going to get out of it because you know a lot of the people I don't know like I saw Bernie Sanders the other day said that he feels weird about Trump not being allowed on Twitter people got mad at him they were like why are you standing up like they were like why is this the one thing that you're worried about kind of thing yeah that's the one thing he's worried about yeah yeah or something you know like why would you prioritize Trump which is a new thing that's the new 
go-to argument it's like why would you make that a person a priority it's always like that's a weird shift used to be like that about like issues or something right like you would go why would you prioritize that over something else now it's like you know i don't care why that person gets banned because they're trash so no, no matter what if something bad happens to someone good that i think is bad then that's good kind of thing i don't yeah. know it's very very uh sad <laughs> to see especially when we're talking about like one of the greatest twitter users of all time so yeah i heard he's uh gonna do podcasts now oh really yeah so with your permission i'm gonna send out a, a little feeler see if he's he's up sure. for it yeah mm-hmm. um okay the inverted form asks would you guys go on red scare podcast if invited yeah what the hell why not i don't care sure i, pro- I probably would not i don't know really I, yeah. I, I, okay well there you go yep um, although although i should say that for some reason i guess i guess there seems to be some overlap for some reason where people i don't know some people on twitter uh seem to like both of our podcasts that i've seen or like at least are posting and stuff and that that surprised me because I thought there'd be like no overlap, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem like the natural thing, but I think it's uh, two really boring podcasts with <laughs> like two people who are really sleepy sounding talking to each other. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good uh, dishwashing music or whatever, like dishwashing uh, sound to you know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If you if you have an explanation, send it as, send it into us because we're we're stumped. We don't really get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanji man, do women make up greater or lesser than five percent of your listeners? Um, I I don't know. I don't have like actual stats on that, but I feel like judging by the Discord, it's maybe greater than five percent, but not by much. No, I think it's I think it's uh, substantially more than that. I think it's uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like twenty percent, twenty five percent or more, which is pretty good for podcasts in general. I think, you know, if they're not like true yeah. crime or whatever, but like uh, especially for like based religious trad podcasts yeah. like ours, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like uh, no, but you can you can kind of tell from the names of people that sign up for the Patreon. That's that's partly what I would go by and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There was actually a question on the main public feed kind of thing where Curious Cat, where uh, someone asked, I remembered that they said, why is it that like 95% plus of weird Twitter people are men and something like that along those lines? And mm-hmm. uh, I, had, I had a similar thought about that is that like uh, there are a lot of women in that sort of ecosystem uh, a lot of them are sort of beyond the point of wanting to have big accounts kind of thing because they get harassed constantly and stuff. So it's a lot of like smaller accounts or locked Thumbs accounts. Thumbs up, guys. Stuff. Keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, uh, um, and uh, I don't know. I thought, that, I thought that was unfair because there are tons of uh, women online now. It's actually, that's, a, that's it, sort of shocking to me. I don't know. I feel like women should have, better things to do than uh, kind of be layabouts on the internet like we are. So, you know, it's also a text-based medium. Like I think sure. that might have something to do with it. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So I'll, I'll just do this one real quick because we kind of talked about this in the Discord itself. Uh, have you read Shahab Ahmed's What is Islam? If so, what are your thoughts? And we have, we talked about it on an episode that I, th- I think it's episode 34, Girls Love It When You Explain the Angry Pirate. I believe that's the one where we did talk about that one. So if you have interest in that, that's the place to go. Um, yeah, so the next question after that is the inverted form. Will you stop having Ed Buck on the show? A uh, bunch of Jewish stars and Kazakhstan flags for that one. No, I, I, I like having Ed Buck on the show, uh, actually. I, I, he's definitely one of the more polarizing guests that we have, uh, especially the one about movies. That What's funny is that one made people angry, and then the other ones where he's just like, women are incredibly stupid for like two hours just going on and on. No negative feedback. <laughs> people are totally fine with that. But then he's like, A24 is kind of bad. Then everyone loses their minds. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's a good guest. I, I, I enjoy having him on, so I think we will. Yeah. I think maybe there is this thing where people don't talk to people as much that they disagree with. I don't know. Maybe that's part of it these days. So, you know, I can I can talk to him and he can just be saying things for a while that, I mean, it hasn't really come up on the episode, but just in general or whatever, you know, like just where it's uh, it'll be very negative. And uh, I don't know. I think I think that once your mind is being pulverized by online long enough that like you just kind of if people say things that you disagree with, you just kind of go, okay, kind of thing, you know, just like, you're like, yep, kind of thing or whatever, you know, like you're not, yeah. you're not gonna, I don't know. There, there's a certain thing where it's like, people say, oh, I get, I hear something I disagree with, therefore I don't want to listen or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't really get that as much, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it just, so, but at the same time, I have to admit that I have, I feel like it has to be spaced out enough that, you know, we can't have them on every week. We have to have them on once in a while where uh, I can brace myself for the negativity. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, that is true. It is a little bit like whenever it kind of comes up, it's like, all right, are we feeling like we want to do this again? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, sometimes you're in the mood, sometimes you're not. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree with the whole like people have a weird thing these days about like, like platforming, this whole issue of platforming people. Like we're not plat. This is not a platform, guys. This is... <laughs> It's like a few people that listen to this. This is not like a significant thing. It doesn't matter who we could have like, you know, some wacko Nazi on here. Uh, and it, it doesn't matter. It's not going to hurt anything. You know what I mean? Like we, not that we're interested in doing that, but I'm just saying like, it, it's, it, I don't think that every time anyone speaks that it needs to be considered like, how could this person be given a platform? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm interested in hearing people's uh, perspectives and thought process and stuff when they do differ from my own. And uh, I, I think it's it's often interesting to me how much I can come to see their point of view. It doesn't necessarily mean I end up like just changing the way I see the world, but it, it does tend to open things up. So I think it's good to like just listen to people, you know, I don't mm-hmm. I, I feel uh, odd about this thing about like, no, everything has to, I've figured out everything. I'm, I'm right about everything. Everyone, everyone has to either be on my side or there's some enemy, you know, that seems really uh, like a weird and probably bad way to, to go about things. Sure. Um, ZBD says, is our world corrupted by spirits? 
All right, so two two kind of, two premises here: the uh, existence of spirits and a strong influence on the world by them, and then a, it would be a negative influence of corruption. Hmm. So let's tackle that first one first. What do you think about spirits? Are they are they floating around? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like there's probably lots of weird things going on that we don't see, but maybe they again it, it may be some like weird sci-fi thing kind of thing where it's like mystical or something that we don't understand so it might not even be worth talking about as much but like just it's just a fact kind of thing that you know i don't know maybe some people participate i mean experience them or whatever but i haven't yeah yeah it's it's sort of a key part of islamic belief to believe in jinn and angels so yeah I, I guess spirits here would basically be jinn from a muslim point of view so yeah i would say i believe in that stuff um essentially the same way you're describing like it's some kind of psychic phenomena that they have their own personality their own personhood and stuff but it's not something that it's not like poltergeist stuff you know it's it's a uh, it's more like there's a there's the physical world that we tend to regard as reality and everything else is, you know, nowadays it's sort of like everything is a, is generated from that. Well, maybe it's, it's not really like that. Maybe there's just other worlds in addition to that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so are, is the world corrupted by these spirits? Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like, uh, I don't, I'm, this is above my pay grade. I don't know. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, w I wouldn't look at it that way. I think the world is what it's supposed to be. I don't I don't really go for this like the world is corrupted or not kind of a way of looking at it, this framing. Um, so the spirits and, and humans and everything else is we're just doing what we're supposed to be doing um, and uh, we should be doing better, you know, but that it's... It is what it is kind of a thing. Like the the idea of the world being corrupted is, I, I don't know. That That's not the the way that I look at it. True. I, I can understand someone when they talk about things like that. Like I get what they're saying and I don't even necessarily disagree. It's just not really the way I look at, the, look at that situation. Sure. Uh, ironic username. That's our friend Gerald. He says, favorite American Civil War general. I'm not really a big Civil War guy. I don't really know that much about it. Yeah, me either. I don't know. I don't. I. I couldn't really. I couldn't tell you like the name of the different battles or anything, or that they actually. You know, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything about them, or I don't really know the general. So I don't know. So, um, yeah, it seemed kind of like a pointless war. Like, what were they really fighting about? Oh no. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So I'll say John Brown. Okay. I'm. I'll go with Stonewall Jackson just because that's a cool name. Sure. Don't, uh, was he, well, do you even know, I don't know what side he was on. I just know that's a name. No, I so don't he, know. He's a Southerner. Oh, he was a Southerner. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I remember that because uh, I had this uh, thing that like uh, the Stonewall Inn, whatever, like the the gay riot, whatever thing. I uh, I used to have this idea that like it was a rebel like <laughs> bar during the Civil War. Yeah. It was named at, or like just after the Civil War by like rebel soldiers whatever that moved north or something or and uh that it was like a confederate bar 
And uh, I don't know. I thought that, I I tried to spread that idea as a joke. Um, yeah, that's pretty thought, funny. Yeah, I'm gonna have to retract that. Then I forgot. Sure. I forgot that was like a gay thing. I got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Guns mode says, "What kind of music do you two listen to? What do you put on to chill? What do you put on to get hype? Do you listen to music while gaming?" Uh, I very uh, you know I think we've talked about this, but I very rarely listen to music anymore. When I do, it's just like, oh, Young Gleesh put out a new song. Oh, Chief Keef put out a new song. So that, that's the kind of stuff I listen to, and it's just like very rarely. Yeah. Um, I listen to mostly now like alt-country kind of stuff. I don't know. And uh, if I'm trying to just relax, I put on like classical music and or like sort of soft rock kind of stuff like Calexico or... Uh, beach house and stuff like that so and i don't i don't listen to music while gaming i don't know i uh usually because i'll be playing something like call of duty or something so it's not really kind of want to hear what's going on yeah i usually listen to podcasts when i'm gaming or you know and then doing the dishes and all that kind of stuff yes slay the spire is something you can very easily just have a podcast going Mm mm-hmm um, all right, Born to Ready says, when can we begin the impeachment process for Tom, inciting a thousand-year quarantine? Oh, so I guess being I would be impeached for inciting a thousand-year quarantine. Hmm. I thought this, this was another uh, complaint about <laughs> about me on the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that is that the the idea that we would remove you from the podcast? Um, uh, I guess impeachment. So. Uh oh. Yeah. Um. No, that that would make my life very very difficult in a lot of ways. So, we'll avoid that for now. Unless there's, unless you can find um another white Muslim convert of equivalence. I don't know. So. <laughs> All right, we've we've had a few on here. Sure. <laughs> Probably would be better, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I they would have to defeat me in a, you know, a traditional jihad kind of style sure. duel, you know unless i get impeached for collaborating with tom and then what happens after that and so. then i guess the firing line two people take over sure yeah yeah all right let's not give him any ideas sure uh all right the inverted form says is bodybuilding a sport i i never i don't really understand what's ever at stake when people are kind of debating like is this a sport is this not a sport like what is actually at stake here is it do we take it seriously do we respect the skill involved there's lots of things that are not considered sports that require a lot of skill and i would respect you know but somehow like this gets this turns into like a heated thing you know yeah i guess there's like institutional reasons you might care about that like if you want like funding or something or you want it to be at the Olympics or whatever, you know, but I don't really get it. I don't know. I find it a bit strange. I find that like just uh, it, it, it always registered in my mind like of like the bodybuilding competitions as something like furries or something, you know, just like as a weird <laughs> fetish yeah. kind of thing. It's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when it's like the more generic kind of just uh, lifting thing or something like that, most of the time that's fine. But like when it gets into the greased right. up people yeah. yeah yeah although i feel like i remember uh debates about is chess a sport 
when I was in high school. Did you ever see any of that when you were a kid? People would debate I whether chess that. was a sport. No. Maybe, Maybe as a joke or something. I'm not sure, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a real serious debate. And this was like before like uh, these kinds of arguments would pop up on like social media and everyone would have strong opinions about something like that. But uh, maybe it was just being in India, people take chess a little more seriously or something. Okay. But I feel like we crossed a line once we came up with this term e-sports. At this point, I think if you are physically doing something with your body, like if if we have e-sports and we're calling that a sport, I think we can call bodybuilding a sport. You know, I'm, I, I don't necessarily, I don't really like the idea of video games being called a sport sure like that seems a little weird but if that's where we're at like sure bodybuilding come on in who cares at this point it's just whatever (laughs) yeah is podcasting a sport yeah sure (laughs) why not yeah yeah posting is a sport right Mm mm-hmm yeah okay donjil uh what are your thoughts on gnostic christianity is it a type of christian mysticism um, so I don't know much about this. I don't really have much to say. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder what that second question is about, because I thought that was almost like the dictionary definition of it, but maybe it's kind of calling into question, like, is it Christian or not? Which is sort I'm of like, sure. take a sectarian position on a long dead, like, sect, you know? I love yeah. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. I have, like, a vaguely negative impression of Gnosticism, but I can't really justify it, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, Rolomatad, uh, what's the moral basis of the Catholic argument against polygamy? If someone can keep two plus partners happy, why shouldn't they? Very interesting. <laughs> well, like in in a Catholic marriage, the idea is that there's like a union of two people. It's almost like, it, it, I mean, it, it kind of has spun maybe a bit further away from where it should be. I think in terms of how extreme it gets but like the idea is that it's like a unity that has somehow been destined or something it's not just like a matter of a unity in terms of like a partnership it's also like somehow you know this trans historical joining well could, does that necessarily is that limited to two people necessarily i could i could see that argument being made for more than two people well it's also that's the the second part is that it gets into is like a, the moral status of gender and all that kind of stuff where it's like, it's supposed to be complementary, uh, where it's like, you know, one man, one woman joined together in, uh, sort of like, you know, one, and it's also supposed to be for like the purpose of creating, uh, new life and stuff. I mean, this is just the, the orthodox standard argument and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. think that like the average person buys the whole, thing I, I mean that are is like you know but like you know i just i think it's important to give the what the thing is and the idea is that like anything else is adultery because it's outside of that kind of thing so i see um and so you know it's not really about it's about like what is the purpose of like every to some extent you can kind of there's like a wider or narrower version of this but to some extent every person is supposed to have some basically almost like a mission in life like there's like debates over vocation and stuff and uh if it's not like become a priest or a monk or something it would be to get married and have kids like that's the kind of traditional 
thing. Now that's contested too. That's not necessarily always the case and stuff, but it's a very, there's like a very specific architecture in the ideology around all of this stuff that implicates like, you know, it kind of creates this one particular model of marriage. Um, now, obviously that is so at odds with the mainstream version of it now in terms of being able to get divorced and all this kind of stuff that like it's almost it almost seems silly to talk about it in those terms kind of thing right but i do think that like to me the meaning of marriage does have that at least the idea of a unity of two people like it doesn't the idea that you could be married to more than one person doesn't make sense in my mind like logically i don't i can kind of wrap my mind around it as like a someone just kind of saying it but it doesn't really make sense to me. It's like, you can't, it, I don't know. It just doesn't, it's like a. Yeah. I, I kind of feel yeah. the same way to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that, I mean, that can always just be a cultural thing though. I don't know. Like, you know I mean? It might, it might be, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be like, uh, say that people living otherwise are not necessarily, you know, like I, I you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one that makes these decisions, I guess, is, is what I would say. <laughs> like, it's not like, yeah, I'm not you the just, person that, that's your personal like impression. Yeah. 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 And, uh, um, I do think it's one of those things where it'd be interesting to see what happens in the future with this kind of stuff. Cause I do feel like it's going to be more and more of a debate kind of thing where either in like a negative way or a positive way, like I feel like the anti-Muslim kind of stuff will, push the governments in some places to fight, uh, you know, make it illegal, like fight, fight polygamy more often kind of thing in more. I can see that because you know, it's, it's yeah. a very like token issue because it, it really doesn't exist. Like there's not yeah. a lot of polygamous marriages in, in, uh, you know, in Muslim communities and stuff. It, sure. It, like it's I just so not something that's super common, even though it's allowed. So I think that you could use it as like a punching bag kind of thing, I think sometimes. And, uh, yeah. or it's, or it's the other way that like, uh, you know, you might be able to get people not, not in terms of Muslim communities, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if people do, you know, like you see already people looking for like custody of like three people for a kid and stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if like there is like movements in those directions where, People will say there's no reason why we can't have more open relationships and stuff like that. I don't know. So I could see that being like a legal change too. I don't know. So, and it's one of those things where I, I, I just, you know, I, I feel like there's not going to be ever a case where I'm going to have to vote up and down on something like that. So it's like, you know, but my, my, my natural kind of feeling is like, that's not, it shouldn't be allowed like for me and stuff like that but you know it would completely depend on the context of everything kind of thing because i wouldn't want to be just like playing into far right stuff or like whatever you know so yeah sure i mean honestly like plenty i think m maybe even the majority of muslim countries don't allow polygamy and it's not mm -hmm. thought of as like oh this is a gross violation of the sharia it's oh it was always a thing of like this is something that is permitted because there are circumstances like after a war when there's like a tremendous loss of the male population where this like makes sense where, um, you know, where like men could have multiple wives. 
Yeah. No, uh, I just it, mean that like in the more left wing kind of version of it. Yeah, yeah, with polycules and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I th- I think if we're headed in any direction, it's the opposite because I think like it's it we're it's not like there's too few males. It's it's there's too many males compared to the sure you know compared to women so like it, it's just uh mm-hmm. yeah i know i got all my genders and sexes and stuff mixed up there whatever yeah um all right so kevin says do you agree with the slogan no investigation no right to speak this is uh one of mao's famous sayings yeah it's a he i, I i'm not sure if it's actually I feel like this is a contraction of something that was longer that he said too. I think it was more like, I mean, this is, this is something that you do see as a quoted, but I feel like it was also like, uh, if you don't look into a problem, you shouldn't speak on it or something like that kind of thing. You know, I don't know. It was like a little, not, yeah. So I think that, I I don't know. I, I, people use this in a very strange way because they use it almost the the opposite of the way that it's, it's almost like, it's 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 about like experience and stuff right like in like research in terms of going and doing things and and getting out there and like you know learning from the people and like doing things like research into like experiences of cases and things like that so a lot of the time people use it as if you don't know any theory you shouldn't speak on this or something like that (laughs) yeah and that's not really, I don't think the thing is more, it's more that like bureaucrats and random people shouldn't just speak about things that they don't know about in sort of a arrogant way or something. It's against arrogance, but it's funny because it's almost always de- deployed as arrogance or something. So, yeah. 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 I, I, I like, I like to hear people's opinions, even if they're ignorant. So I would say mo investigation, mo right to speak. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not yeah. a hard and fast rule, but yeah, and I mean, it, you got to think of the, in the context of uh, the Chinese Cultural Revolution and stuff. You've got like people who are, you know, they they were like very very strongly valorizing just random villagers and stuff coming up with things, you know, like just people that would not have been scholars in other eras or whatever and stuff like that. You know, like people just that learned from doing and you know that was supposed to be it was supposed to be that there was like a folk wisdom that was often better than you know the party bureaucrats or something like that so now that didn't always turn out true but it's just a you know it it was like a sort of very very democratic i think in in that way so yeah Mm mm-hmm uh all right let's let's finish with this one here this uh another one from born to ready why does basketball get such a bad rap amongst other fans of other sports? And why is the answer racism? So I was, I was thinking about this and you know, the obvious thing is like, okay, well basketball is like dominated by African Americans. So there's like this race, racist uh, kind of thing going on. But I th- you know, baseball is my favorite sport and that's dominated by Dominicans. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know black poppy, you know, they're not black, but it's sort of like, if you're a racist, you kind of, I mean, I imagine that that kind of feels pretty similar, you know? Yeah. So like, why, why is that not treated as a thing? I don't know. I got to feel like something's going on in basketball. They got to be cheating or something. 
they got some kind of ankle muscle. I don't know. What, what is the thing they say? Something like that. Fast twitch muscle fiber. Yeah, yeah. That Maybe that's true. Um, that's probably what it is. Yeah, I think that uh, the I only know this from the old Free Republic posts that I look through, the, the joke ones, where people, uh, they would post a lot about how much they hate thug ball, which is, <laughs> which is what they call uh, uh, NBA, uh, the NBA and the NFL are thug ball. And then oh, really? That's, yeah, the NFL, because the NFL, because they did all those protests and stuff. Uh, I don't know if it was oh, Black Lives Kaepernick Matter, but they did, that. like, them before and stuff, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, thug ball. And then the sports they like are hockey and baseball because uh, I think I think baseball, the difference is that most fans are white. That's what I just realized, yeah. yeah. It's the fan It's the fan base. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's still people that, like, are top players who are white that – you know, and as Doug Stanhope said, they look like cops when they're just standing out there. <laughs> yeah. They just look like they're sort of slightly. That's changed in the last few years, but it used to be for years and years. The baseball players would look like slightly concerned all the time on the field. Now and, a lot of them look like stoner, like surfer dudes, and or yeah, like co- college kind of like frat boy. Types, yeah, you know, it's, it's or they're funny. Yeah, or they're like smiling a lot and stuff too now. I yeah, think. just and, like goofy, like happy yeah. guys. It is kind of funny when you think about. It. They look like cops, the white ones, and then like it, you, you often have like these really quick like Dominican players or whatever, and they get caught in a pickle, you know. So they're trying to like run back and forth between the bases you know and so you have <laughs> yeah, these like yeah. white cop looking guys chasing sure. after the dominican guys that's yeah. that's fun yeah and uh, i think ncaa though i think that i think that's considered a little bit different like college basketball i think kind of gets through the middle there like it's it's not i think it gets a better thing because it's like colleges so there's more i think there's more white players at some of them the schools maybe and, yeah uh, so i think you get a little bit more of that yeah I still think the fast twitch muscle thing has some sure well, maybe you know yeah, it, it's sort of you never know it's sort of like uh like trans athletes how it's like they have an unfair advantage I feel like it's sort of the same kind of thing yeah cool all right all right so let's wrap it up there thanks for listening guys if you like this episode if you can't win and you like a second one every week uh, you can subscribe to our patreon for five bucks and you'll get that as well as access to our discord uh, if you want to send in anonymous questions, you can go to our Twitter account at YouCan'tWinPod, and you'll find a Curious Cat link there where you can do so. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.